one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Welcome back, prospectors, to another episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast. The podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community, finding the saltiest posts, the salty stories you send us, those salty confessionals that we love to hear, bring them up in our mind cart and share them with you, our listener. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hello, everybody. Tony, you're back, dude. You're back from your fucking musical hiatus. I know. I was actually going to say you're like a real professional now because you actually got through it. I feel like I'm gone for four episodes and now you can complete it. <laughs> what does real. that say about who the problem <laughs> was, Tony? Yeah, exactly. yeah I, my contract doesn't say anything about like fucking doing the bullshit in the front. You know, that's somebody else. So, <laughs> Oh, man, like your batting average is so good with all of your cues and shit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have returned. We'll, we'll talk about your shitty musical some other time. Fuck your face. (laughs) Because today we have a guest. That's right. We have our friend Ian, also known as Comedian or Comedian MTG, on with us. Hey, Ian. Hey. What's going on? Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I got to say, Sam, I've heard your voice in person, but hearing it like directly into my ears is so (laughs) relaxing. I feel very like at peace. (laughs) Well, that's why we have Tony and Mike here to kind of like (laughs) jar you out of that. Wake up. Wake up. (laughs) Really the grating. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man. It's already starting off great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, Ian, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate you coming into the salt mine with us. Yeah. People would probably know you from your YouTube channel. You've got a really successful YouTube channel out there, mostly talking about CDH. You're also, um, I think people would mostly agree with me to say you're probably one of the better CDH players out there, if not one of the best, like maybe top four CDH players. I think people would very comfortably say you were like the top player of 2022, right? Like by tournament placings. Yeah. So as far as like uh, most top cuts of 2022, I think I, I did have that accolade. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you, how many times did you run Selvala in those? those you know, wins? I, I'm just curious. Is this green, white Selvala? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> listen, listen. The S tier Selvala. I like, have told people that I will take any uh, ridiculous amount of money to sleeve that deck up and anything less than that, I will never <laughs> walk into that <laughs> tournament with that deck. I, it is, I hate that deck so much that it's like one of my two shorts on my channel is just me dunking on that deck. Okay. Oh, man. I'm feeling attacked right now. That would count as like paying you to throw the tournament though, right? So that's probably like illegal by rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the boxing thing when they tell you to like yeah. go for the punch. Absolutely. Yeah, fights like that <laughs> that's honestly so like the meme has been like uh people could give me a piece of toast and i would come in and like the top 16 with it lately so i i really want to just see like that's my deck version of a piece of toast and it's like if, they, if i win with that i think yeah i think i'll, I'll start accepting nice titles <laughs> i think i might have told you this in person one time when we were hanging out but your like countdown your like most recent tier list of cdh decks like, yeah. has spawned this inside joke <laughs> 
in our podcast where anytime Tony talks about Silvala, he says yeah. it's S tier because <laughs> you said it was F-tier. because it fucking is because <laughs> you said it was F tier. And we took a screenshot and like sent it to Tony and we were like, Tony, what's up with this? What's going on with your deck, dude? <laughs> I think we were talking about that at TJ's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. It's great. <laughs> Look, I just, I've seen so many games go wrong with it too. And the, the crazy part was like when it last Pun City, there was a guy who's like in, in the last couple rounds with us. And I was like, oh, hey, like you're, you're, you are doing some things. Nice. Uh, and then I'm someone else won the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. Don't we have like interview questions or some shit to ask about? No. <laughs> Quit dunking no, on my fucking. Space Bay. a little longer. Let's play in the space. <laughs> the plan is just to spend two hours dunking on Silvala. Yeah. I'm so sorry. This is this is also one of the decks where I it's the top of my custom cards list. Every time I open up MTG Cardsmith is uh, Silvala the Kingmaker that I had to make as a proxy oh for Tony. Oh my god. Yeah, what episode was that? That that's episode. Uh, the title is called Tony on Trial. <laughs> where we like we like really dig into this one time where Tony King made Mike with a Selvala deck. <laughs> it's a gut it, reaction. <laughs> it, it was like it like cast a pallor over our group for like a few weeks. Like we were devastated. And Tony felt really bad. Uh, anyways, if you're looking for gems to check out, like yeah, that's a that's, really that good one. That sounds like my next one I'm queuing up for sure. <laughs> it's very good. I think that's also the game where for some reason we all ended up with like 80 cards in our hands. For some reason. Yeah, for so some so... <laughs> unexplainable what, reason. What deck out of this group could possibly draw everybody a lot of cards? <laughs> but Tony just couldn't close it out and none of us could win with 80 cards in our deck because we all had our interaction packages and it was just like Shocking. the most nightmare scenario in a CD. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, good game. Um, good game. <laughs> well, Ian, let's yeah. jump to the interview portion. So we've got some hard hitting questions for you. We're oh, really wow, gonna yeah. we're really yeah. gonna put you to the test here. So our first question we love to ask guests is yeah. what got you into magic? Or how did you get into magic? That's a it's a really personal question, but I, I think I'll answer it for your <laughs> listeners. Uh, we can censor it. We can yeah, censor yeah. it. <laughs> Well, I was uh, I was kidnapped in this drug ring. No, oh my God. Uh, yeah, was, no. So I I was working my uh, this job at a summer camp where it was like one of those overnight summer camps. You get one day off a week, and then you're literally there six days a week, twenty four seven. Oh yeah. Um, and one of the other counselors had like a fucking vintage cube basically. <laughs> and they were just like, they, it was in this box. Like this was before proxies were cool too. So this is straight up like, like it, they don't have like the power or whatever, but it's like, it's like a legacy more like cube. Right. Damn. So some ridiculous cards. Uh, and it's was like it all stars. Yeah. 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 But okay. like, Sometimes in sleep. summer camps, it's like yeah. you Sam know. was hoping for a rock dog yeah, situation. Yeah, there, like right on like, the dirt. <laughs> you know, I get it. I'm always hoping for a raw dog situation. But uh, uh, so I remember just like specifically learning, and this guy's like, "Yeah, you always got to draft a Thran Dynamo." And I was like, "What? You want me to pay four minutes to make three moron? Like, okay, like you know, it's shit like that was happening all the time in this cube, right?" Uh, but I like they were just playing it one day and I was like, all my favorite other people that I work with at this camp are all playing this magic thing. And I was like, I might as well go check it out. Right. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, I hadn't played uh, any card games since I want to say 
like the Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh card game when I was like seven. So like this had been a hot fucking minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I go over there and I start playing and they they like realize I'm like picking it up pretty quick. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And I like bought one of those uh, M15 like the introduction boxes as like as soon as I got uh, a day off that weekend. So uh, it was about that time. So my first like set that I like did pre-release for was like Cons of Tarkir. Uh, mm. which was very influential because I was like, yo, Prowess is pretty broken though. But, uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so how'd you get into CDH from there? Yeah, so so flash forward like five years. <laughs> um, so many people know Braden in the community. Uh, market mover? Yeah, before Braden moved to any markets, before Braden worked for SCG. Uh, so <laughs> I was talking with... Uh, Braden, because Braden came into my local store because Braden was moving for work, basically. Mm-hmm. And no one at my store played CEDH. Like a couple of people played High Power at the time. Um, and Braden at that time was like this like CEDH prophet who would come in and be like, Have you heard the good word about competitive <laughs> Elder Dragon Highlander? And everyone. Uh, like as much as I grew to love Braden and grew to like run a uh, podcast with him at the time, we all fucking hated Braden. When Braden. <laughs> Braden knows this. Like we've all been really clear about this. Like, we've got a lot of love for Braden now. We all were like, we cannot stand the CEDH person coming in here trying to tell us what to do with our fucking cards. Right. <laughs> so I built Fibblethip CEDH because I was like, oh, I'm wow. going to dunk Slay. on the CEDH nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know and it wasn't even like that big of a deal i was just like i'm gonna fucking shit post in cedh because i shit post everywhere else let's go for it <laughs> and uh it, it also like i was i was playing with this other guy who had like he like had like najila that was like four cards off cedh kind of najila yeah and i was playing like wizard theme and uh i was like able to counter some spells and like bounce his creatures at the right time stuff like that and he was like dude i think you could like hang in these cedh games and i was like sure so that's when fibblethip came out right mm-hmm. and i was like yeah whatever he's got one eye look at him i'm gonna doomsday pile myself <laughs> <Just right>? like... <laughs> <laughs> i think i like won a game or two and i was like yeah i'm feeling like hot shit like <laughs> then it just like i kept playing and i kept playing and i was like oh this is there's so many less discussions about power level. There's so yeah. many less things I have to worry mm-hmm. about with all these things. Yeah. And it was years before I was anyone worth talking about as far as like performing in these things. Right. I, I like won forward my first couple of tournaments. Like I, I, you know, I was doing the CEDH cast, which is Brayden and I eventually we made that podcast together. Um, and eventually I'd split off in my own channel, but in our time schedules for like work and things were like literally polar opposites. I was working mm-hmm. in a school schedule. Braden was working nights and I was like, we literally can't interact anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to do my own thing was starting gameplay, things like that on YouTube. So, you know, eventually all of these things like kind of went together and it, it, it was a very long journey from like <laughs> me just shit posting with Fibblethip to me <laughs> actually like putting up results in this, <laughs> this format that was like not even like tournaments weren't even really thing. They were all on cockatrice at the time and stuff mm. like that. Right. Oh, so, so oh my God. Yeah. Yes. yeah like, like DDM gaming's first event, which was like the first like big CEDH in-person thing had 64 players. That was considered an impressive tournament at the time. They were like, <laughs> what? We got a full 64. Like, oh, Shit. <laughs> for 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 like timeline wise play to win came to us at that point they had not put out a video yet they came into that tournament and said we're gonna be something big you guys watch and they were obviously they were fucking right but i was wow, yeah. like yeah these guys literally had not put out a video yet and we were like okay random people nice seeing you <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty epic. Was your LGS uh not to like dox you um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> within any degree of accuracy, but was your LGS the Wiz? Yes, it was. Oh, uh, so awesome, dude. I, I used to play at the Wiz too. Yeah, RIP. Yeah. I remember when they got their whole collection stolen. It was so fucking hard. Oh, that was awful. It was awful. That was yeah. They just got their what? collection that, stolen. What does that even mean? Yeah, yeah some, someone just some like, person broke, broke in at and night. stole yeah. all of their Oh cards. my God. Damn. And they had their, like, at the time, they had a big glass case. It was like, if you want to steal something, steal this case. Yeah. They, did. <laughs> they, they really fucking did. <laughs> yeah. It was really bad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I do love that story of like Braden coming in as the CDH player and everyone being like, fuck you. Cause I remember when I first started playing EDH yeah. and I heard whispers of CDH, I'd yeah. be like, fucking bullshit, CDH <laughs> yeah, players, yeah, yeah. fucking horse shit. <laughs> and I also didn't know what it was. And someone would like play Blightsteel Colossus and I'd be like, sure. you fucking CDH player? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. bullshit. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, well, ironically, I think actually. <laughs> <laughs> that to be a jerk but like i think we actually had more of a problem with brain than we did the format if i'm being honest <laughs> grew a lot as a person <laughs> once again these are all known facts i'm not just being a jerk to my friend like, <laughs> these are open conversations we had with Braden. oh man that's so funny uh man one day uh the three of us will go through that personal growth and we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. we won't be assholes but <laughs> not anytime soon oh anytime man soon. I, can't, I keep waiting for that day for myself but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh our other question is mm. what makes you salty oh so i heard this i heard this on another episode i was listening to on the way here and i was and i'm trying to think of like the last like when's the last time i got salty playing magic and it was it was the last punt city and I remember it was uh, it was a qualifier match, right? So the the results of this match meant like if I won, I could like draw into the top sixteen, and if mm-hmm. not, I could maybe draw into the top sixteen, or maybe I was completely out on breakers, and I was so mm-hmm. stressed out about the matchup. Uh, I, had, I was playing Winota. I was going third. I had this hand. Uh, everything's going to turn into a story with me. Sorry, I'm a theater kid. No, no it's good. Do it. <laughs> Please. Like, we were literally just... Tony is coming off of the heels of like yeah. a musical that he's been doing yeah. for like six years. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> Wait, we're all singers. Like you're yeah, in... Yeah. Good okay, company. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but in this crazy start, it was like a Tormon Land, Mana Crypt, Ornithopter, Paradise, and a One Drop. Insane stuff from Winota, right? And the Urza player on the play first position goes turn one island mana crypt trinosphere and i was just like hmm yeah i have one land huh look at that uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my God. so i just remember the whole game i was just like yeah okay cool like every time i was passing priority and i was like i was such a salty little butt during that whole game <laughs> i talked to the player afterwards i was like yo dude sorry i don't get like that but it was a really important match for me and also that sucked <laughs> there is a reason effects like that are on the top yeah. of the salty card list Absolutely. too that yeah. Just blows people away. So when I was like only playing casual commander, I was like turbo jank player, right? So like I I have a deck that's only white border cards. I have, uh, I used to have like a a two color, three color, five color deck, which is, I called it that because it would splash blue for one card. It was only green, black. It had Golos Arena, which is a land that lets you fight things. Uh, So it was just like, I used to play really bad decks, right? (laughs) (laughs) So then I would play against people who were like doing crazy stuff like that, like playing Armageddon in a casual game. I'm like, why why are you here? Why am I here? (laughs) Whose time are you trying to? 
to waste. Like you're yeah. clearly wasting yours <laughs> and mine. Like what? So yeah. But I think I think the the saltiness for me definitely comes out a lot more during competitive. King making is like the worst thing, man. Mm. It is. Ugh. Mm. And I, yeah, I've done a lot of work to not be a salty player for sure. <laughs> but those things really do bring it out. How do you feel about playing into like I've seen people king make to play into a draw before? Uh, how do you feel I'm about totally that? I'm totally okay with that. I, yeah. I call that playing your outs. See, uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> Tony. Yeah, in, in a tournament setting. To be clear, if you do yeah, that in a tournament setting. Tony, we're never playing with time and to rounds. with your friends, Tony, you're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Thought I had a friend. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think like like that salt where you just literally can't do anything for an entire game is like so fucking annoying. Where it's like, why am I even here? Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that is like what gets me the most. And then I get like sulky and like grumpy, (laughs) and I'm not even really salty anymore. I'm just like. I'm just like a sad sack that's unpleasant. Yeah, to be you around. turn into like Prince Zuko from Avatar, where you're like standing on the mountain <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "You've never held back before. Why now?" Oh man, it's so what true. A great my, moment my too. Honor. <laughs> oh god. I do have one more question too for our interview portion. Sometimes we ask something. To people of expertise, what would you qualify as like the difference between kind of CDH salt and casual salt? Because we talk a lot, like people seem to interact with those differently. Yeah. Do you feel like you notice like a difference in kind of what gets people oh, yeah. going in the formats? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like for me, the the casual salt is like, you didn't let me do the fun thing, right? Yeah. Like I think casual, casual commander, unless you're kind of confused about the like i guess the intent of the format like i think people just want to do their thing at least once uh the problem is some people want to win which is their thing and it's like all right well like do something stupid instead my thing is is stopping everybody else from doing their thing (laughs) you're a monster (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah everybody wants to do their thing once right so like that's kind of the the like casual commander line right but like i've noticed with with cedh like the the salt line is always like just throwing a game away it's mm. like either either making a play where you're like you punted how could you do that or the one that always gets me is when smart players play stupid that makes me mm. so mad i'm like i expect better of you and I'm, I'm like a disappointed dad in the pod too i'm always like like it was like last box masters i was playing against a friend of mine and they were like going for it into a Ristic study they had like a single piece of backup when like two of us had like multiple blue mana open and i was like oh no i was like i like I remember looking downstairs because we had some friends over too. And I looked downstairs and I was like, they're like, you sounded really salty in that matchup. Because I literally was like, I just know that you're better than this. It's <laughs> 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 just like a disappointed dad. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of feel the same way. Like, like the, the yeah. gameplay vibe is definitely, you know, in, in CDH, yeah. Like sometimes we start our casual games and we're fucking salty from like deck selection. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like I'll pick a yeah. deck and they'll be like, you're going to play that deck? And I'm like, I asked if you said it was okay. And then I like play my first turn and they're like, oh, well, here it starts. Here we go again. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then in CDH, like we'll play CDH as a palate cleanser to like yeah, cool yeah. down, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the it's the ginger after you've had your sushi for sure. It, oh, it, yeah, it really is. All fun and games until somebody drops a gilded drake. 
And they oh, only true. take yeah, your Selvala sure. because it's fucking S tier. Because it's funny. <laughs> Who would do this? Who would ever take a Selvala? Oh man, we we do we do almost every time. They the thing is, it basically Zavala. it basically means Tony quits. So it's like yeah, really strong. In our it's strong two reads like, target players. Yeah. Change, yeah. change of Selvala Game and Gilded Drake. <laughs> also, like fucking bullshit. It, it, also, it's a great mana dork and most of us are <laughs> on like fuck up, Sam. Sam. most of us no. are on creature list where we're like yeah. hey i could use i could use a mana yeah. i could use a little bit of mana oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so great anyway <laughs> i think i've had my thrasios taken twice and and that's that's it <laughs> oh, love it well let's get into it guys so if you haven't already guessed from our show we're gonna be talking about salt today and delving into those salty stories that you, our listeners, have sent us. But Sam, what's salt? Great question, Tony. Thank you. Salt is frustration in the game. Um, you know, it's when you are playing at a high power CDH competitive tournament and hmm. someone makes a misplay and uh, just completely throws the game in someone <laughs> else's favor. I really thought you were going to say it's when you're at a high-power CDH though. tournament and someone plays Selvala. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> like, fuck Wait, you. sorry, you guys just said the same sentence twice. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example, Tony. Thanks for providing that. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, we like to talk about salt because then we figure out what makes us salty, what makes other people salty, and maybe by learning, we will be a little bit salty less ourselves that was a great sentence it hasn't Sam, worked yet it hasn't Sam, worked yet. what is salt <laughs> oh yeah it, it's like frustration chemically. in the game oh uh nacl that makes it all clear well actually that's great. table salt and there's actually a lot of different salts out there we really want to get into it <laughs> see, like see i was gonna go chloride. <laughs> I was just asking again to go with a, I missed my cue thing, but y'all had a, a really good answer going up here. You're like, yes, of course, it's my sodium. Yeah, we're we're also all engineers. Nerds, so. Yeah, huge yeah. nerds. Oh yeah. no, we're we're theater kids and engineers. We're like That's, it's a it's statistically a the worst it's a double whammy. Statistically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst for sure. It is. Yeah. The data does show if you look at it closely. <laughs> See, you say shit like that. Exactly. You're engineers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well let's get into it our first post to us comes from reddit uh and this actually doesn't come from the edh subreddit this is a reddit dm but this one comes to us from user feller 42 so if you guys see user feller 42 on the subreddits give them an upvote you know the drill spread that goodwill and the post says hello i got a salty story for you I'm a modern slash pioneer player and recently got back into commander. I built Blanca furious friend. Is it really furious, ferocious friend? That can't be it. Well, you said furious and then said ferocious. Yeah, but so in, I the, don't know which... in the edit, I'll be in the edit. It'll <laughs> be, be perfect, right though, Tony. Okay. I, yeah. I uh, forgot. Yeah. Ferocious friend. Weird. Okay. Um, I built Blanca ferocious <laughs> friend, gruel storm. It's not CDH, no Jeweled Lotus, Mana Crypt, and other expensive Mana Rocks, but it's tuned and can play at a decently high power level. Normally, I play with the same group at my LGS before or after Friday Night Magic, but one Saturday, I decided to go to the shop and play. I see a pot of three and ask if I can join the next game. I sit down and start shuffling. 
They ask who I'm playing and I show them Blanca. Two of the players think it's cool and move on and ask about power level. The third, though, he makes a snide comment about Street Fighter cards and how they are ruining magic. I don't respond and explain what the game plan is in general rule zero conversation. We start the game. A few turns go by a bit of ramp and casting rocks. Turn three or four, I cast Blanca and attack the only player without blockers. The guy who hates secret layer cards. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he complains again about them, and we move on. A couple more turns go by, and I get a snake umbra on Blanca and proceed to storm off, attacking the last player alive to kill with commander damage. The player who didn't like my commander immediately shoves all of his stuff into his backpack and starts yelling, Wizards should never have made the stupid, overpowered secret layer commanders. They ruined magic forever and walks out of the store. The other two players are just as confused as I am and ask if I want to play some more. No one has seen him at the LGS. Now everyone jokes about Blanca ruining magic forever. <laughs> I was going to say, it tracks that they don't Ooh. see him because they ruined yeah. magic. Yeah. Secret Lair ruined magic and now he can't play anymore. <laughs> His immersion yeah. was broken so powerfully that he, he could never come back. Wow. Wow. Planes walked right into the blind eternities. Just like, get me out of here. I, I felt like I understood the progression of the story. And then they were like, and then that motherfucker disappeared. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one thing to like rage quit like that, which is still pretty bad. Yeah. Like, like, let's, let's be honest, leaving the store, like packing up your stuff enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fully leaving sure. the store. Like that's another step beyond sure. never coming back. <laughs> that's pretty fucking crazy yeah he took his high horse and then rode it off into the distance <laughs> he really did he stuck I mean, to his guns on that. it <laughs> honestly it might have been like a shame scoop like he left and was just like oh my god what have i done i can never show my face around here i just yelled i just yelled about blanca ferocious friend he got home he looked in the mirror and he went no, I've ruined magic forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking broke down existentially. <laughs> I was the problem all along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This is like, I don't think I've ever had anybody scoop like this in front of me. Yeah, yeah. We hear plenty of stories about this. I don't think I've ever actually seen it in real life. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen, I've seen anger scoops for sure. Yeah. But never... Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I might have seen a scoop and leave. I might have hmm. seen a scoop and leave. But then they came back next week and they were like, yeah, guys, sorry, I was having a bad day. And I was like, okay, yeah. Fair <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty normal you response. walk back in. <laughs> that's the real thing, right? Like, if he wants to ever come back, he has yeah. to. He either has to wait so long that he's grown a beard and he can't be recognized. <laughs> or, like, do the sheepish, like... Sorry, I had like a really rough time. I was like, can I play magic with you again, please? <laughs> like... Honestly, dude, if someone was like, hey, I'm I was having a really bad day, I'd be like, Yeah, super understandable. Sure. Like, that's yeah, yeah. totally fine. If they were if they were just like, no, that's just my personality. <laughs> like, oh, maybe you should leave the store. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't think you understand. I'm like this. Yeah. This is me. <laughs> It's just me, just being honest. It's just who I am. If I see Blanca again, I'm ripping it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be great to couch the apology. Sorry, guys. I had a bad day, but also 
if you I do see Street Fighter card, I will flip out. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not like me at all. However, I will repeat this pattern. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we mostly play on webcam, and I think yeah, I think like the the rage leave spell yeah. table has a much lower threshold than what it would actually take for me to like rage scoop, pack yeah. up my stuff, get in my vehicle and, and then go drive home. like yeah. 30 minutes yeah. home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's less dramatic too. And honestly, is it even worth it at that point? Like you you scream wizards has ruined magic forever, right? And then you're like, sorry, wait, what was that? The connection broke up a little bit. Yeah. And they're like, no, you don't get my point. Whatever. Disconnect, right? Yeah, I mean your your bag isn't even on camera, so you're packing up your stuff and people don't even see it. They're like, what's happening? Like what is that? Getting some noise from your your mic. Is that doing laundry in the background <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think about the salt rating here Ooh, yeah the salt rating on this one to me is extremely high i'd say this is beyond a full shaker to to never show your face again speaks to a level of either salt or shame mm. that <laughs> is kind of like branding you for life yeah <laughs> and to leave that salty legacy behind like you will never live that down oh, you, yeah you really can't go back yeah. to the store no. i think yeah. i think the grumpy player made the right call to never come back yeah i it's one of those cases too where you think they're probably a pretty enfranchised player if they're upset by like the new thing yeah. that's getting added to the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like someone was new to the game and then like, oh, actually, I'm I'm out. It's like probably a hobby that they've gone in on and mm-hmm. are then like, oh, I I made one embarrassing comment. I need to just leave <laughs> yeah, forever. <laughs> I'm getting married, and so we did a taste testing, and of like one of the food choices, and there was this flank steak. And like, I'm like excited, right? You're like ready for it. And then you like take a bite and you're like, what did you do? Like, (laughs) then you discover that they salted the meat, but then they marinated it in soy sauce. (laughs) And so it's like levels of salt that you can't turn back from. And that's what this feels like to me. (laughs) You can't can't fucking (laughs) fix the error of your ways. (laughs) You just have to move on and do something different. I like how that story was was ninety percent humble brag about about to get married, and then ten percent percent. I had a really salty steak one time, <laughs> which is still I had steak, so it's like still borderline you know, humble brag. You gotta you gotta throw you gotta it out where you, it where you can. You're like, yeah, I just did a musical and I'm getting married. I'm pretty fucking cool. Also, uh, forget about. I Zavala, do play Salvala though, so it balances. Out. <laughs> All right. I love that we started this episode saying like, we're so happy Tony's back. We'll have to be nice to him for a little while. And now we're just like, you're happy I'm back because this is what we do. This is what makes us good. I'm starved for it. Frankly, I'm starved for it. (laughs) Your last episode was so fucking tame without me. (laughs) We were also both like very sick after Philly. Like our Philly recap is Mike and I had, like barely making it through as two <laughs> yeah. zombies we were like oh i guess we gotta talk about what we did <laughs> anyway next one shall we move yes. on to another one? wait let's Ian do didn't get to say his oh, salt rating yes. we, we just steamrolled uh, over him like is there assholes. is there like a a finite salt measurement or is this more like a artistic like how do you feel salt? this is completely arbitrary it's artistic how you feel 
this genuinely feels to me like i don't know if you guys remember those kids who like assaulted your food with salt but like like <laughs> when you get a salty thing of fries and then you put more salt on and you're still oh, a kid yeah. and you're like oh yeah this is such good salt right <laughs> <laughs> as, as all kids sound like right <laughs> i sounded that way <laughs> i bet you did say well this, like, <laughs> like the next level up where the even the kid is like whoa too much salt for me guys like that's that's the salt of that player <laughs> yeah that kid also started yeah. chain smoking apparently hey the playground's a tough place yeah, I like to describe that as, and I think this is an experience that everybody has had at one point or another. I've definitely yeah. said this on the show before. Like you get those French fries from McDonald's and they're so salty that after eating all of them, your lips are chapped for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and you're just like in physical pain. You're like, why? <laughs> uh, yeah. You're starting to wither because it's like absorbing yeah. the water in your body. <laughs> like, <laughs> like even like sometimes your fingertips hurt. You're like, this is bad. <laughs> this can't be right. <laughs> I can't escape this image in my head either of this guy finally coming back to the store mm. and everyone's just around with a teacup right and the one person who submits this story is just like wow it seems like you got pretty furious friend <laughs> and then everyone did the story just like ah, and this man shame walks back out and he's never seen from again like this he tries to come back oh my gosh <laughs> how long were you sitting on that one Ian Since, like, at, least, at least two minutes <laughs> it was perfect <laughs> as soon as one person compared to salt that's <laughs> yeah or he comes back in and he's like I'm gonna play Gandalf now uh, yeah, this is yeah. my favorite commander ever yeah, he's like oh you cannot pass damn it <laughs> yeah like quick soapbox moment about the people who fucking hate on shit like that like I get it I get that you want yeah. your immersion I get you want it to be like a certain flavor for magic yeah. but there will be a secret layer that will fucking break you and yeah, yeah, yeah. you like like that for this person yeah. they're gonna be like oh uh, fucking pikachu secret layer like yeah i'll take three, I'll take three. Yeah. like <laughs> it's what makes me hate it more but yeah. at the same time lord of the rings is coming and i am right. so fucking here for it yeah like tony it's used to be very acceptable yeah. <laughs> i i was too so i keep flip-flopping right i was like walking down i'm like yeah sure fuck it i can be like hey rick grimes am i right and everyone's like shut up uh, <laughs> Fortnite threw me i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna you know clench this up like try to ignore the Fortnite. the transformers one i keep going off about which is i think people are like i'm tired of people complaining about it it's just for me i think it's just how much i actually enjoy that ip yeah but for me the idea of being like i lost to megatron i'm like fuck everybody i don't want to talk to any of you guys right now. <laughs> i mean that's the best part about slicer and cdh right now oh, oh my god like, i liked it for one up the tournament meta. and then i had to play against it in the top 16 and i was just like you know what fuck this yeah <laughs> well that's why i love dalsim too because it's just like what a fucking random ass like stacks yeah. deck that is just like happens to be doing kind of well yeah <laughs> yeah all they need is a thundercat set and i'll fucking <laughs> i'll be stockpiling those things in my basement oh, broke. If, if they honestly if they do a pokemon set i'm going bankrupt if they yeah. if they bring pokemon magic i'm gonna lose a lot of fucking money it feels like that's when it's broken if somehow yeah. fucking Pokemon <laughs> that's becomes true. Yeah. magic, that actually oh, might dude. be the point at which I'll we be like, have you an know energy what? Mechanic. I'm done now. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs>
Finally, the energy commander we've been looking for yeah, all yeah, along yeah. is Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! People would lose their shit if the only available good energy commander was. Gavin Verhey is fucking listening right now, Mike. Be careful what you're saying. Oh, I cannot wait till someone's like, "I'm gonna doom blade your Pikachu," and you're like, "There's something so murderous." I'm gonna murder your Pikachu. Murder your Pikachu. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh look, my god! Look at my board full of squirtles. You're like Meat Hook Massacre. Oh, <laughs> oh no! It's time to eat the ass meat. Here we Hot go. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> I think Secret Layer will truly have jumped the shark, not at Pokemon, yeah, yeah, when yeah. there's a Pokemon TCG Secret Layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's specifically <laughs> not the Pokemon IP, but the Pokemon TCG IP. Oh. <laughs> I really want them to get, like, really stupid with them. Like, I want, like, a Downton Abbey. Like, oh, just, yeah. like just, like, real dumb shit. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, chess. <laughs> like ch- oh, my God. People would go fucking crazy for that shit because of the yeah. memes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. is busted. Yeah, yeah. If your commander was just queen, like that'd be amazing. I'm gonna counter it with bishop to a5. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that'd, that'd be actually pretty awesome. Don't listen, wizards. Don't do this. No, don't fucking, do this. Hey, they got their notepad out furiously. Love, right? I've never watched Downton Abbey, but if you have the balls to make a Downton Abbey set, I'm gonna buy the fuck out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to have it. Well, shall we jump to another question? Dude, let's man. get there. Let's make it. Let's do it. So this one comes to us from one of our listeners, Marcus, and it comes to us via Gmail. And the post title is Sandbagging. And the post says, Hello, new listener here. Enjoying the stuff so far. Here's something I've struggled with for years. I have a few playgroups, and each of them have a player like this. They build decks that very heavily rely on the commander and they are very powerful in game-ending when things go well. However, if the commander is removed, their game is pretty much over. Examples include Neheb the Eternal and Zyrus the Writhing Storm. On one hand, if the commander is left alone, it will take over the game. And on the other, if it's removed, the player will barely be in the game, which leads to salt. I've experienced many, many situations where I have removal in hand, but I sandbag it and don't cast it so I don't make them salty and they can play the game. And they usually win in these cases. I've tried to communicate to them that playing commanders like these is risky, but they really like the decks, so what can I do? The salt comes from me either being subjected to a powerful commander I can't do anything about or being subjected to salt when I do. What -hmm. do you guys do in these situations? Do you ever sandbag? Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, -hmm. Marcus. This is honestly like such a good question. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> so first of all, I really enjoy the phrasing of I'm really enjoying the podcast so far. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. You guys are on a thin fucking precipice here. <laughs> we not a bad episode. We're losing Marcus forever. <laughs> yeah, there, there's room. There's room to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus has you on a thin leash. <laughs> There is so many commanders I could list with this. There's like uh, Kalia, right? I can think of like Seven Mana Omnath. Just like all of these commanders that I can think of that are just like, give them a turn or two and it's like, oh, the game's over. Mm-hmm. But like, you want to let the people just do their thing. But then sometimes people are like, oh, I see you've given me an inch, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> now I shall run. <laughs> I think the example of Zyrus is a really good one because we actually have a Zyrus player in our group which is tony yeah. tony's got a zyrus deck 
and a Neheb, which is kind of cool to know both of these commanders oh, yeah. offhand. Yeah, Nick has Neheb as well. Should we read either of them? Yeah, we definitely can. Great. Let me just uh, Google Neheb MTG. Just the quickest way to find a card. <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, cool? is that cool to you, Mike? No. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. <laughs> so Zyrus, the Writhing Storm, it costs five mana. Two generic, one green, one blue, and one red. It's a legendary creature, Snake Leviathan, and a 3-5. It has flying, and it says whenever an opponent draws a card, except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, create a 1-1 green snake creature token. Whenever Zyrus the Writhing Storm deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each draw that many cards. So you can kind of see what's going on there. Yeah. Without any other external card draw, Zyrus itself, you're attacking, your opponent draws three cards, you draw three cards. Since they drew three, you get three snakes. They probably have other things that draw cards. Maybe you have things that force them to draw cards, like Tony's group huggy Cyrus deck. Yeah. And, um, you know, you get a fuck ton of snakes, then you just crush people with them. So it's definitely one of those decks that like snow snowballs and it's a linchpin deck. I also noticed like every time I see a deck like this or like Nekasar in the wild when talking about casual decks. Yeah. For some reason, it's it's every person who owns a real wheel of fortune <laughs> and they put it in their casual deck and everyone just gets so fucking grumpy about it because they're mm-hmm. always like, yes, here are my CDH wheels. Aren't you having fun playing Zyrus? Nah. <laughs> it's like you don't realize the casual player plays like a spell a turn, right? So you're like, oh, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it it really is. It's like such a flex. It's like such an overreach with that stuff. Oh no, I think I've accidentally called out my partner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other one we're reading is Neheb the Eternal. So Neheb the Eternal is five mana. It's three and two red. Legendary creature, zombie minotaur warrior. It's a four six and it has afflict three. So whenever this creature becomes blocked, defending player loses three life. And then at the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you add one red mana to your mana pool for each one life your opponents, plural, all of your opponents put together have lost this turn. Insane deck. Our friend Nick, who's like our fourth pod member when we play regularly, he has a Neheb deck and it frequently just slaps the fuck out of us like yeah. so hard. He'll just be like, okay, I'll do this. And now I have like 36 mana and I'll just, you know, put it in this earthquake, I guess. And we're like, well... <laughs> I guess we're dead. I think Neheb even more than Zyrus, though, is definitely one of those decks that really exemplifies this post of like, yeah. if yeah, if you if you give them fucking thirty mana, then you're gonna lose. And yeah. if mm-hmm. you remove Neheb five times so they can't cast it, then Nick, the player, does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. fucking sits there and like. I think it's a hard thing to do and i think honestly it depends on the game and sometimes Mm -hmm. i sandbag and sometimes i don't i do also want to see what other people's shit do it's like when i know what your shit does then i stop you totally frequently yeah i fucking know i know tony that's my reality i live in every week (laughs) i'm killing my alesha every time i cast her i don't have to do that as much because you usually don't have lands in that deck so it's like fine It's kind of one of these things where you only owe someone their deck doing the thing, like kind of one time. Like if you see it once, it's good. After that, even if you actively try to not see it do its thing again, at some point they'll sneak in their timing. They'll do it. Uh, So you can definitely sandbag if you feel like it's been a while since they've had a win or Mm -hmm. if like 
they have maybe lost last game and have an abysmal game or something, but also you can like get political with it. You know, you don't necessarily need to stop them from going off in all cases, but you can be like, Hey, if you attack me, I'm going to deal with your shit, you know, whatever it is, it can kind of be like a self-enforced rule on when to sandbag and when not to, it's like, just wait until someone irks you and then then you deal with them it brings up like one of my least favorite strategies in any casual format uh, well any in casual commander is like attack dog or voltron strategies because i find that it does this every time right where you put the you put the person scenario where you're like yes i've created my commander's a one-hit kill haha isn't this fun and everyone's (laughs) like yeah i don't want to fucking die (laughs) so i'm gonna blow up your thing and you're gonna be like everyone keeps teaming up on me and like i just i've watched that cycle so many times where everyone's like oh man you never let my deck do the thing it's like because you said you would literally kill me (laughs) the thing it does is kill me right away yeah yeah exactly but i agree with mike it's like i think i would love everybody's deck to do their thing once and then like just never let them do it again right but i used to sandbag shit all the time when i was playing commander like legitimately a a ton because it was like this is a person i really like playing with right now I could be like, this has also actually come up a lot more lately because I don't want to be perceived as like the CEDH player playing casual, right? <laughs> uh, I, I will actively like not go for like more like efficient lines because I'm just like, yeah, I could do that. Or I could just be like, look at my big spirit. Ooh, it's yeah. got 20 power. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah I, I definitely agree with what you guys are saying. And like, I also think that when you are playing a powerful deck like that, like yep. even like you said, uh, Ian Voltron and stuff like yeah. that. We were kind of laughing while you were saying that because I am like a big Voltron player. I have this like refute yeah. of the many deck that I'm super in love with. But there is something that comes with that where if you're going to play a deck that is super linchpinny, your commander is going to get removed. Yeah. When it happens, you need to be like, yep, this is going to happen when I play yeah. this deck. Like when I play Rafik and he gets big, someone's probably going to try to remove him. And I should either be prepared to stop it or just be like, yeah, yeah, it got removed. I'm probably not going to play. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's that whole term of a glass cannon, yeah. you know, where like sometimes the cannon shatters, and sometimes the cannon completely knocks your opponents out of the park, and and yeah. you feel great about yourself. So good, actually. <laughs> one of the one of the things that I've enjoyed most in Commander was always playing Commander as a shifting target, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people when they build, they will build. They're like, I want my deck to do the thing. But sometimes they get really focused on like the thing being just winning the game, right? And then they mm-hmm. escalate power levels. They end up with high power, which is the, in my opinion, the the worst combination of things. Because you're like, I don't want to try, but I want to try a lot. You're like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't want people to fuck with what I'm doing, but I really want to just make everybody else not have a good time. Yeah, it's half. <laughs> I want to try, but I don't yeah. want anyone else to be yes, trying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like shifting the target in regular commander, right? Just like the idea of like, uh, like my deck that I was talking about earlier with the Golos thing was like, it's all about getting the arena out. And then I get to activate arena and tell people to nominate a champion and have our creatures fight and be like a big clown when I'm playing the game. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. I had a deck that was like Arjun, the shifting flame, which is the one that like tucks your hand and draws your a new hand every time you cast any spell. Yeah. 
And one of the things I would do is literally just play it where I would just get draw doublers and get to the point where I would just deck myself. And I thought that was hilarious. I would be like, (laughs) oh, look at that. I accidentally drew my whole deck. Oops, I did it again. Right. And like that was part of the fun for me was like I either a draw a payoff that allows me to kill people for for drawing cards or I just literally kill myself. (laughs) And I thought that was like really fun. And I think that that helps with these things is like you you can build really powerful decks that just have a different end goal. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just going back to the question to like answer the question here, like what can you do about this kind of stuff? Mm. I I think we touched on it a little bit, like let your friends pop off every once in a while. Yeah. Or like you're saying, Ian, show them that there's like a different type of deck building that's maybe like more interesting Mm -hmm. for the table to play with and more like, you know, kind of more fun and more creative. Mm -hmm. And it's not all about your commander. I I think there's also ways of playing. Tony has a, a deck like this where it's a linchpin commander, but the commander's never the target which is really weird. And I'm thinking specifically of your Rafine deck, Tony, where Rafine, you want to remove Rafine, but also there's like this shitty token that just became an 8-8 and it's flying and you're like, well, that is the problem, but Rafine is yeah. enabling it. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. what do I really do here? There's just a lot of nuance of that, but it's hard. I definitely do yeah. sandbag removal. And, and I think also some of it is is strategic where it's like, well, what if there's a juicier target in two mm-hmm. turns? Am yeah. I going to lose right now? Do I need to remove it? Or is this counterspell just like burning a hole in my pocket or something, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah, I built this uh, mono green landfall deck with Kura, the the dragon from the new Kamigawa set that like oh, yeah. you either two to three lands or you you make a big spirit. And one of the thing I noticed, it does the same thing where it's because uh, the like the deck turbos out lands super fast. So mm-hmm. The other day I was playing on Bobby Christine's stream and I had like 20 lands in play for a lot of the game. And I was like, <laughs> so when I sacked my dude, it was making like 20 20s. Right. But it wasn't my commander. So I could keep like playing my commander and use them as a jump blocker and doing all these things. But then I had yeah. these big tokens and I was like, oh, look out. It's got a big power. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, but that's like a like a fun way to go about it where you're not like, OK, but I literally like if they blow up my big token, it's not like I'm completely out of the game. I'll just play my commander again, maybe place more lands, you know, yeah. have a little fun, right? Yeah. But like you can have a linchpin commander, but it's more of like an enabler than yeah, it is exactly. like the star of the show, you know? Yeah. And and I think that that is like a really cool deck building space. Yeah, I've learned Agreed. that those decks are better than the just linchpin ones. Yeah, that I usually. Yeah, build. usually. <laughs> They're at least more resilient at the very least. Yeah. yeah. And again, if you're going to play those linchpin commanders, I say embrace it. Be like, hey, yeah. I'm playing Marisi and I'm going to goad everybody and make them probably kind of angry at me. Yeah. And if Marisi gets removed, I, I can't, I'm not allowed to complain. <laughs> I just have to be like, yeah. yep. That's the key. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think there really is a salt rating for this one. It's kind of, I don't know. I think there might be like, I, I think this is a salty situation. Like when you are, when your opponent doesn't have that self-awareness to really yeah. know that they're, causing this dynamic because they it really is the opponent creating it they're basically saying like well if you remove my shit i'm going to be grumpy and if you don't remove my shit i'm going to beat you and then you'll Mm -hmm. be grumpy and it's like well this game has interaction and you just need to accept that yeah (laughs) yeah the salt rating on this is a sliding salt scale for me right because if your opponent's like oh man i just never get to do anything you're like yeah i understand where you're coming from but if they're a real piss baby about it like that's a that's a full salt shaker right there you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've really attracted my removal even harder yeah, at that exactly. point too. <laughs> yeah there's definitely like an amount of like salty bitching that an opponent can give yeah. you 
where I just don't give a shit. And I'm like, next time yeah. you play Neheb, I'm fucking removing it too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but if they were like, oh, I just really, I just really wanted to, you know, make it happen with Neheb, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, play the deck again. Like, let's play again, shuffle up again. Like, let's see what happens, you know? <laughs> and then you remove it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, you thought you were safe? <laughs> You're so in my house. Between being nice and like a blue elemental blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just cast it immediately. Bed it. You're just like, boom. Yeah. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> there was a there was a actually a period of time in when in my casual decks where I was because I, I there was a period in my life where I was playing mono red so much. I think I had like twenty mono red casually oh, oh my god yeah dude. it's like i really like mono red <laughs> uh and i started playing fucking pyroblast because people were amping up the power levels in the store <laughs> and i was just like i can't really do anything to interact with this thing but i swear to god if you come in with another cyclotic rift guys i'm not fucking around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pyroblast is good honestly like that should be seeing more play in casual it it seems like it's such a cdh only card yeah. which i think is kind of weird yeah because it is just so versatile well, that's because most of the trash players are in cdh playing blue all the time <laughs> you know oh, I, i'm so sorry kingmaker i don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> oh my god you don't even know me <laughs> but, but after he does. listens to he that clearly episode does. He'll, he'll know all he yeah needs. after he listens for sure <laughs> oh man so good <laughs> All right. Well, we got another question. And this one is another Reddit DM. And this one comes to us from user Gray Griffin H. So if you guys see user Gray Griffin H around the subreddits, give him an upvote. Mm. You know the drill. Spread that. Goodwill. Oh, twice an episode? I know, twice. Next episode, oh, I won't oh, say it at all. Okay. So it's yeah, a balance. Wow. Good. Thank God. <laughs> and this post is titled, Am I an accomplice to a war crime? <laughs> <laughs> wow wow that's a solid start i hope not <laughs> and and this one's like pretty buck wild <laughs> um and the post goes we had eight players at a recent game night and for the novelty of having everyone at the table we decided to play two-headed giant no no, <laughs> don't you finish this, Sam. You finish this. Before I keep the story going, I did clarify. I said, wait, is this a four-way game of two-headed giant with eight players? <laughs> and yes, it was. Wow. <laughs> there are I could list a thousand things I would rather do in my day. <laughs> 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 many of them are painful <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the story goes another friend and I joked that we should both bring our blink decks and value the table to death and we got sorted onto the same team we bandied about actually doing it but I said we should not do this to the table thinking about our combined 20 minute turns as Preston and Brago accrued value seeing the teams were somewhat unbalanced I brought what I thought was my most explosive deck a Chatterfang combo deck in hopes that we could have a quick game and break up into two pods for a second game. Wow. Nice. The wisdom, the wisdom a hero. Yeah. A wise Smart. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked the other player if he thought Brago could go off with a wall of tokens in front of him, and he said it would be no problem. In short, nobody's deck popped off. <laughs> <laughs> two, of, two of the teams basically misfired, 
And I drew nothing but removal, which kneecapped team three after they used basic land destruction to burn down my squirrels. No, come on. (laughs) Meanwhile, Brago spun his wheels and just drew a bunch of cards. The game went long and we had to scoop it up when one of the players had to leave. But Brago said he would have had the game wrapped up. I asked him what he had been digging for the whole time and how he planned to win. And he showed me Agent of Treachery, which he intended to loop with Strionic Resonator, Brago Triggers, and his Mana Rocks. I had been providing cover for his lockout hard control win con this whole time. Do I need to turn myself into the Hague? <laughs> huh. No, wow. no, you need to be put on. Answer is uh, yes. Fuck that blue bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Maybe. you fucking run. A, you have a blue deck. Yeah, but it I, doesn't do that bullshit. You have a blue deck that steals creatures. You play it doesn't steal creatures. I am frustrated. I have to bring this up every about? fucking episode. Which deck is this? What blue deck steals creatures? Tune into episode four to hear about this blue deck. Piece of <laughs> nice. shit. Um, yeah. Oh, Rubinia, fuck. <laughs> Were you seriously? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what deck do I have? This is... oh my the God. only blue deck I think of is is uh, Rafine. I thought you were doing a fucking bit, dude, and trying to I make know, me salty. Well, I'm like not. I don't even. I don't play that deck, so I feel like I don't even consider it. Like in my, mm. I spend money on it, but like I don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> like I put a bunch of shit in it. I've like dude, but I never play it. I'm never well, like thinking, oh, I'm gonna go grab Rubinia. So the only well, blue deck I ever do, think so. of that I go to grab right now is Rafine, and he doesn't steal shit. Yeah, or Zyrus. Yeah. Yeah. But Zyrus yeah. isn't like really blue. Or like either. all your blue decks. Yeah. I don't Anyways, know. T- Tony's blue various... is a trash color for trash players. They're trying to like change Tony's various the... lies and war Brago crimes is aside. bullshit. Nobody listened to them. We all know. I think the only war crime here is the eight player two headed. I was going to say that. It's because <laughs> so Straight the answer up. is yes, you are one of seven other accomplices who decided to do this heinous, heinous thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, like, I don't know what is wrong with these people. (laughs) It's also like, it's like if eight people got in a room and they were like, we should waterboard ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) I actually know somebody who did that. (laughs) Tony, literally, it's like a high school track thing. I don't fucking know. That's hazing. That's hazing. No, they literally were like, we want to see what it's fucking oh like. God. I actually and know someone who also did like, this thing. That oh my God. Was like, I was like, you guys are fucking insane. I'm not saying I did it or agree, but yeah. I'm just telling you, I know people who did it. And it just was breaking voluntary. the Geneva Convention at a fucking yeah. track meet. <laughs> Honestly, let's go track literally. meets, bro. I don't think you get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so yeah i i did dm a little bit back and forth with this person and they said uh-huh. they said that the game was like well over two hours um and sure. just 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 everybody waiting for something to happen and mm-hmm. and they got to turn four. And nothing happened yeah i i feel like it's the idea is actually okay like the concept of like oh with two-headed giant we'll still only have like four turns like the rotation isn't yeah. that much worse it's yeah. not like 
that much slower. Like we'll just be quick about it. But the problem isn't that it's that you suddenly have uh, six players that are ready to remove a threat instead of three players that Mm -hmm. are ready to remove a threat, which means that your density of like ability to remove threats versus like threats that are going to get out there. I just think it, it pans out in a way that means that the scary stuff is, is not going to get through at any point. I think what that really means is they just need to run less removal. (laughs) <laughs> and then they're fine right yeah like, <laughs> that's it that's it yeah. no tony <laughs> just custom build what your I've, decks what I've learned, a new format <laughs> what i've learned from anything from this episode is less removal is more yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what you should it. definitely yep. do in your decks yeah yeah you should do that <laughs> so i will say the the one redeeming factor about this game is that it was not an eight player free-for-all right mm-hmm. at that point that is that is yeah. literally a war crime yeah. uh but like a war crime against oneself and deep yeah. patriots around them right <laughs> it's like it's, it's kind of like what you're saying it's like everyone walks into a room and they're like Hey guys, I know we're at this restaurant. What if we all just stabbed each other with these forks? Yeah. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just eat this food that's definitely going to give us food poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and have a wild night. <laughs> And that's why I feel like this player, if anything, sort of deserves a medal. Like walking into this experience, <laughs> yeah. they're like, what can I do to end this? Like, yeah, what yeah, can yeah. I do to make this not happen anymore? Yeah. So if anything, you're the one player that had a bit of sense and everyone else is a bit mad. Yeah, yeah I mean, truthfully, like that, if you ever find yourself forced into that, that is the move is to play mm-hmm. play the combo deck that will just pop off. Like yeah. I, I used to get forced in in college uh sometimes to play um what was it i think we were it was we like called emperor emperor yeah we were playing yeah. Emperor, and yeah. i would just play my combo deck because i was like i can just burn out the entire table in a single yeah, turn right. and i'll just activate the combo and slowly burn everyone down and then the game's over and we can do something else yeah. <laughs> so you're saying you like to pub stomp sam yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> what I would do is we'd start the game and I'd lie about my deck power level and what it did. And yeah. I'd be like, I'm not showing my commander and I'd leave it face down. Uh, and that's a, that's a really good strategy for those yeah, of you yeah, out yeah, there yeah. that want to do this. And then when you flip it over, you kind of like, you know, twist your mustache a little bit and yeah, get a yeah. little. <laughs> and that's when you go for it. Honestly, Play. I think I would actually forgive you if I heard that specific. <laughs> I'm like, you know, this guy's on the level. I get it. <laughs> uh, well, what do we. Are you daring? Are you daring to take my shit? (laughs) There's that timing again, Tony. Look at you. So good. But Sam, what does salt mean? Yeah. (laughs) Great question, Ian. Salt is frustration in the game. Oh my fucking God. What do we think about the salt rating here? Yeah, I think Ian put it perfectly when he said, I can think of a thousand things that I would do other than play in this game. <laughs> like the actual war crime of the Bra- yeah. Brago player, it's like, yeah, like Brago control decks can be Suck. like unpleasant yeah. to play against. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not nearly i would i would rather play against brago control decks for a month than play a single eight person game <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually yeah <laughs> it's also one of the most tragic components of this is that you're sitting there with two perfectly good pods yeah. and you decide yes. to like <laughs> that's ruin it people will kill for two perfect pods yeah. you can switch it up you can take two and two and mix them all up and you you people were like yeah let's absolutely this is a, you know what i'm doubling down there's two 
2,000 things I would rather do. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like you had five or like six or seven and you're like, well, can we make it work or something? Yeah, I'm going to do a pot of five. I don't want to make Jeremy sit out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think the one silver lining is that you did this experiment so no one else has to like hopefully every listener of the howling salt mine can hear this episode and take it to heart that this is not the way to play an eight person game hopefully every (laughs) listener of the howling salt mine already knows yeah yeah (laughs) clearly not (laughs) i think we we can summarize today's episode into two distinct lessons which is one never play an eight person game of magic and two (laughs) never sleeve up Silvala. I thought you were going to say Silvala's S here. This is bullshit. Uh, Future Sam, edit that. Edit that so that he says Silvala is S tier. We've never had such a perfect episode summary before. Real quick, just so we have a clean S so that he can edit that. F, F, F. That's good enough. He can change that. That's good. Solid. Thank you. Okay, so so that begs the question. Ian, would you rather play an eight-person two-headed giant game (laughs) or bring Selvala to a CDH tournament? Okay. You do not have to think at all of this. Come on. You know. You can say it. It's okay. I think... Oh man, I really want to stick it to Tony, but I, I think I have to I have to fold here. It is not one of the two thousand like I, I think it is it is above the two thousand things. I think that would take some volatile. Yeah, at least it's still CDH, right? Yeah, right at the end of the day, I get to play some some CDH and some really heavy air quotes, but it's better than like, as I mentioned, me and my closest friends getting toothpicks and saying, whoever bleeds out first wins, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and think of the content you could make just from that one tournament experience. Oh, absolutely. I took right. the worst deck in CDH and won a tournament with it. Yeah, exactly. People would lose their shit. <laughs> uh, calling a shot like Babe Ruth, you already won it. <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube thumbnail can just be an arrow of Selvala going from F to oh man well is it that time i think it might be that time it's that time of the week comes every week it's the uh the salty card of the week tony you're Mm. not gonna say anything here dude well i was gonna but then i i felt i didn't know just pausing just pausing real quick (laughs) at the start of the episode you were shitting on me for finally getting my cues right. And you have probably missed like almost every cue this episode. That is untrue. Also, Mike, you're overreaching a little bit on that yeah. segment. It's supposed to be me and Tony being like, oh, like what time of the week is it? And Mike's just <laughs> Thank like, you. what time of the week is it? Oh, it's the salty card of the week. And here we go. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. But Sam, what is salt? <laughs> <laughs> Great question, Ian. Salt is frustration in the game. <laughs> All right, but it is that time of the week. (laughs) (laughs) It's the time of the week where we say, Mike, what's the salty card of the week? The salty card of the week this week is... It's the salty card of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love when they're short. Yay. The salty card of the week... I actually was going to be like, oh, the things you can think. (laughs) You're just going to break into Susical stuff. Uh, Save it for next episode, Tony. Well, the salty card of the week this week. The bit is that we interrupt Mike, right? You got it. You did it. (laughs) Yeah, the bit is that we interrupt Mike. That is a guest first. That is a guest first. (laughs) Record. Achievement unlocked. (laughs) 
The salty card of the week this week is Force of Will. Hmm. It is three and two blue for an instant. Uh, or as it's normally cast, you may pay one life and exile blue card from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. And has counter target spell. So, uh, Tony, how do you how do you feel about this one? So, as an S tier Salvala player, this makes me feel very little salt because it's never aimed at me. <laughs> <laughs> what does that and say, it, Tony? It is, Think what it is. Think. It's because they can't. Because like I'm like you know just popping creatures out or doing whatever my thing is like it's usually it like creatures no no no. it's it's more that like just generally i feel like i'm not targeted with it's it more as like much. the cards you're casting aren't worth countering yeah. i don't know <laughs> it's because we already tracker. i've definitely won a bunch of games that's all it's because we say. already have Silvalo from the gilded drake so like <laughs> who cares what you're tutoring <laughs> yeah. no the, the big brain strategy is to make your deck so bad that people just don't respect you at the table <laughs> Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, I feel like this card doesn't make me that salty because you have to like lose a card for it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's there is a cost for it. The, and I think people, some people almost forget that. Some people to a point where they like they don't fucking do it. They just like forcibly your card and then like <laughs> like move on with their lives. I'm like, no, 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 no you got it. I was like, okay, what are you fucking exiling for that? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's like obviously super powerful and like does a lot of good things, but it doesn't it doesn't really get me that much. Um, I don't hate it that much, but it is blue. So like, fuck blue. But like outside <laughs> of that, that's like the generic, like, you know, staple that on the front of anything. Like if I got to talk about it, I got to talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> OK, Sam, how does this one make you feel? This card does not make me salty. I think I know why it's on the salty card list, but it doesn't make me salty. It's just just a counter spell. But yeah. it is like it's because it says you can't play magic. That's why it's on the no, list, right? It no, says no, no, no. no. That's stop everyone else. That's not, that's, I'm blue. That's You're not allowed not to all. play cut today. His mic, cut his mic, folks. That's <laughs> literally not it at all. It's on the list because it is a signpost of very powerful cards. And if you're playing yeah, like the most exactly. casual nonsense deck and yeah. you play a mana crypt and then eventually someone sees a fucking force of will, they're going to be like, this fucking CDH bullshit. And you're yeah. bringing your overpowered nonsense in this casual format. And it's yep. like, it's honestly, it is a great card, but it gets so much salt just for the misconception of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make me salty at all. Yeah. And Ian feel the same. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. It's uh in in CEDH, first of all, like I obviously would never feel salty about it so forcible because it's yeah. like if anything, it's like it's really funny. All of the cards in casual that are like the salt inducers for me in CEDH are always the cards that I'm like, look at you, you're the good guy. You're trying to keep everybody from being degenerate and like <laughs> popping off with all of your storm stuff, right? Like yeah. that's that's the thing that I was like stacks pieces, like all of those things in CEDH, like those are the good guys, ironically. Yeah. Uh, but like, you're, like the force of bullets, you're like, yeah, you're, you're stopping that person from popping off. Hell yeah. I'm with Sam in the sense of like, if I see someone cast a force of will in a casual commander game, I was just like, why do you care that much? Like, <laughs> like I get that we're, we're all here trying to have a game. Like, do you really need to counter a spell that much that you're like, yeah, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on this counter spell. <laughs> that's like a legacy and staple. Like who hurt you that you are just like, I need it just in case. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think that tracks super hard. They're like yeah. in the casual form. Like that, that, and I guess I didn't say that, but it's like, if somebody force of wills anything I have in a casual game, 
You fuck yourself. <laughs> That's my immediate response. Yeah. Like you're gonna force a will my commander. Like, oh yeah. my god, it was it was like not really that big of yeah. a deal. <laughs> Mike, how does this make you feel? Does this make you salty at all? I don't think it makes me too salty. I think one of the things that is salt inducing about this card is probably that commander is the format a lot of people get introduced to. And I think I've said this about other free spells before but the first time like you're you're taught over and over again as you're playing like oh if if a blue player has mana up like i'm i'm at risk i shouldn't cast my stuff and you like get this heuristic you're feeling good you're like okay i understand this game and then someone's like oh i actually don't need mana and i Mm -hmm. still can say you get don't get to do anything yeah Yeah. I think that gets to people and i think there are just enough people with large enough collections that just want to play some commander and they're like well i have a force lying around like why wouldn't why shouldn't i run it like (laughs) yeah yeah. why shouldn't i (laughs) yeah after all it's mine it's precious to me (laughs) (laughs) right well like that's that actually brings up a really good point like we just had dominaria remaster right there could easily be somebody who is like yeah i just cracked open this really cool new set and there was a force of will in it hell yeah and it's like if if the rest of their deck is like squid tribal and they're playing a force of will i'm not gonna be like this is a cdh deck you just played a leviathan for eight like i think we're okay <laughs> i don't know fibble thips the commander so i think no, it's pretty it's- oh, <laughs> <laughs> this card brings up something that we actually haven't talked about in a while and i'm glad that we get the opportunity to talk about it with ian on here something that i feel like pretty passionately about when it comes to edh and like power balance and, and specifically when it comes to like card selection with power balance, and it is that I think everybody should try playing CDH because when our group was starting to get into CDH, it was because we were having this like arms race and we were getting into that high power level where winning was very important. It was yeah. hard to define the power level. And some people with very powerful collections were running like insane counter spells that we, yeah. some of us were like, holy shit, I can't do anything about that. And, and it was this weird thing where like the win cons in some decks were too tight and in others weren't quite there. Yeah. And when we finally made the jump to CDH, we took all of those really overpowered and like free and just valuable cards and put them into our CDH decks. And it freed up these slots in our casual decks for like more creative win cons yeah. uh, that are lower power, more interesting interaction that isn't like quite as free. You know, we'll still run the occasional deflecting swat or what have you in like a casual deck, but it just put this divide in our group with like card selection and stuff that Mm -hmm. was super healthy for how we built decks and for how we play. And that's one of the reasons why I recommend everybody check out CDH and try it because you will probably find now you have a home for those super powerful cards that maybe you want to play in casual and your casual games are just going to be improved by Mm -hmm. by removing those cards from your deck building pool and you're also going to realize that cdh is like super fucking fun to play yeah Yeah. (laughs) i i much prefer to play a cdh game and obviously build a casual deck but like it is it's just fucking fun like shit's happening and it's turn one (laughs) yeah like holy shit we love casting spells and you get to cast spells like shadows and money game Yeah. I mean, there's there's a reason I've devoted a significant portion of my magic playing career to that format, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's ext- I mean, it's it's very fun. It's very interactive. Like you're you're always doing something. Uh, you get to do broken stuff, but also still be creative, be a brewer. 
Um, but yeah, Sam, I think you're 100% correct. As soon as you like started saying, talking about these staples and these high power cards, I, I had a clear image in my head of where you were going with <laughs> yeah. the story. I completely agree. I think I think everyone should have a place to play their really broken, powerful cards, right? That, that's why I play CEDH. I love being able to be like, yeah, I, I played a turn two Nyx Bloom Ancient in my cannon deck, and then I made 30 mana the next turn and flipped into like seven <laughs> things. And it's like, that still has that casual feel, but also it's busted and no one at the casual table is going to be like, but he did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, stomp yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly which is so funny I, I think people would assume especially because i'm like the cdh tournament grinder guy now that i like <laughs> started out in that space where like i literally never even came close to pub stopping people i either played hard janky garbage magic <laughs> then someone was like oh yeah, you should play cdh and i was like oh, okay cool <laughs> like <laughs> there's like no in between like my my wizard theme deck was like the closest thing i got to a cdh deck because it played some counter spells yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> just just a little bit of control and you're like damn yeah. the power <laughs> yeah they were like but he's not sequencing like a moron he should play cdh and i was like okay sure i'll play simple <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like that's the thing whenever i hear a play group being like oh this guy in our group plays thassa's oracle and it's like so fucking frustrating and it's hard to yeah. interact with i'm like why are you playing thassa's oracle in a casual deck right like I, put that in yeah. your cdh deck like what are you yes. doing and yeah. and i think that that is the answer like if you want to be playing a thoracle consultation like put that in cdh yeah take it out of your casual decks and you're going to enjoy both formats way more than you currently are mm -hmm. I, I legitimately do think for a, a lot of people, it's like, sadly, it's like an ego thing, right? Yeah, I do too. Mm. There are people who would rather assert their dominance, big fucking air quotes there, on <laughs> other people who they're like, oh yeah, look at my wallet being better than you in this casual game. And then you like challenge them to come play a real CEDH game. And they're like, oh no, I don't really want to do that. And it's like, well, what you're doing is you're saying, I would rather make everyone else suffer my influence and waste their time instead of like just go and the people who want to play the dumb stuff like you want to do and it's like yeah. i'm not saying everyone's like that but like i have noticed it's a lot of like overcompensating and fragile egos of the people who tend to like really just jump in there with a bunch of high power stuff and like not care what other people are doing yeah, yeah. and i think that that like also keeps people out of playing cdh because they're yeah. like well I've, they think those I've players seen a cdh are, are, deck yeah and i got pub stomped because i was playing my pre-con it's like well you didn't really play cdh did you because <laughs> like if i'm if i want to play cdh i don't want to play against a pre-con like that's not fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. you brought a thumbtack no. to a gun it's, battle it's awful. Like, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, you're like can you interact and they're like i have a six mana instant and you're like yeah you do bud right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before we get uh too far mike where does this lie on the list? But I want to guess first. Of course. I'm going to guess that this is 37th on the list. It's way too high. 76. Send it. Ooh. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do, man, I was going to do around that, Ian. You, you fucking got me. I'm going to say like 63. Yeah. I think Sam has been studying the list here because he's, he's gotten another one here. It is 52. Bullshit. Oh, that wasn't that close. You were closer than everyone else, so is he? <laughs> Maybe. It's hard to Probably. say, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> that is higher than I thought, to be honest. Yeah, that that, that is surprising. I, I think again, it's that like what the card. It's not what the card does. It's what the card it's what it means. Represents. Yeah, and it's the. I think the price point is also a big one. Like we see that a lot with certain mm -hmm. cards on the salty yeah. list, where people are like, "It's an eighty dollar card, and that's bullshit." Yeah. Well, that wraps up the uh, the salty card of the week. Thanks for playing.
Well, thanks, Mike. That was a lovely salty card. And thank you to our prospectors out there for tuning into another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast. And thank you, Ian, for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a delight. Uh, where can we, if people want more Ian, where can they go? <laughs> well, if you want more Ian, uh, there's a couple of places. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, so if you want to find the channel, with the, uh, the the largest tournament-focused CEDH channel, you can check out youtube.com slash ComedianMTG. I do a lot of things like top four breakdowns, top 16 breakdowns of the big tournaments, talking about a lot of the tier one decks in the format, uh, breaking down with deck text, things like that. I have a series called... Uh, best decks not on the CEDH decklist database. Uh, I have a bunch of different series like that. I have series where I will take very popular gameplay channels and I'll break down their games and go through the play lines where things I would do differently, some pivot points, things like that, break down their mulligans. And I also wanted to mention that I provide CEDH coaching. It's a project that I started within the past few months that's been really, really successful. It's been really cool. I've been seeing uh, people I've been coaching making top fours, top 16s lately. lately. So it's uh, it's a really good feeling to have that happen with my coaching recipients. And uh, if you're interested in that, interested in rates, hourly rates trying to figure out when to schedule stuff you can email me at comedianmtg at gmail.com you can hit me up on my twitter or discord anything like that nice i know what i'm getting tony for his birthday some coaching lessons <laughs> lesson one decks to play do i get to pick the deck or are you gonna tell me not to play the deck <laughs> you can pick it i would just look at you with a cocked eyebrow the whole time <laughs> oh man that is awesome and uh, yeah, if you also want to find out the person who made the CEDH Winota deck happen, Don Wicker Thrasios, uh, done a lot of work on Kin and Tivit, a lot of like really cool decks in the format that I'm pretty proud of. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash ComedianMTG, also at ComedianMTG on Twitter. I, I really like my Twitter. It's half like horny CEDH <laughs> jokes and then half tournament reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of failed to mention that at the, the top of the show, but... Uh, you're pretty cracked CDH brewer. And I mean, I've been playing Don Waker for a super long time uh, and love that deck. So, I mean, if, if we'll put like your Moxfield link down in the show notes so people can check sure, that yeah. out too, because there's some dope shit on there for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really funny. I was looking at the, uh, you can see, I don't know, like 50 something decks on there right now. The unlisted decks, there are 337 decks to tell you how often <laughs> I'm brewing. Yeah, yeah. So that is, <laughs> that is, that how is many of life. those have 100 cards in them, though? That's what I want to know. Like, as opposed An to upsetting like, upsetting amount, <laughs> really oh, upsetting fuck. amount. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I thought I was bad with my like 50 yeah. unbuilt decks. Like <laughs> and how many of them are just different edits of Selvala? Like half, right? <laughs> it must be at least. Just really trying to crack the brew. It's 300 <laughs> Selvala decks. Okay, I'm sorry. I, lied. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Secret Selvala stand, Ian. Well, thanks, Ian. And again, if you guys want to check that out, we will have all of Ian's links in the show notes. And if you want more Howling Salt Mine, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine. We have our Extra Salt Show, which is our bonus show that we do every month. We also have Stray Grains, which is our short form episode. These kind of smaller, funnier little clips from the show that didn't quite make it in. You'll probably be hearing Ian on some future <laughs> ones, depending on what makes it into this episode. <laughs> oh, we also have a thriving Discord community. Come check it out. It's super, super fun. We're all hanging out in there and having a good time. If you want to have a question or a salty story or a salty confessional featured on a future episode of The Howling Salt Mine, email us at thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com or DM us on any of our social media. You can check it all out at our link tree. On Twitter, we are Howling Salt Mine. And on Instagram and Reddit, we are The Howling Salt Mine. 
And lastly, we always have to shout out our amazing podcast artist, J.D. Burnett, who drew our podcast art for us. If you're ever in Asheville, North Carolina, check out J.D., get a tattoo from him. He's a really awesome dude. Well, thanks again, Ian. Thank you. And as always, stay salty and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling Oh, hey, Lua. <laughs> uh, oh, I, hi, Ian. Also. Oh, hey, Ian, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> okay, bye, have fun. <laughs> Brayden was uh, someone who lived in... Oh, <laughs> we lost Tony? Tony oh, was like, I didn't want to know I'm here. <laughs> my, Tony, my... Was, Tony was like, fuck Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like, I can sense Ian is about to shit on Silvala again. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> my, my internet's being wonky, so I was trying to save family. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, do we have time for one more? Mike, is your has your eye been on the, the clock? Where are we at? Uh, I think we got time. Okay, let, let's fucking hit it. Otherwise, you'll just have to edit more, so yeah. get fucked. Fucking, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Sam. <laughs> Yeah. It was 11 away. I was 15 away. I just want to say it wasn't that big of a difference. Oh, it's a huge, it's Cut a chasm. Mic. It's, it's a mic, chasm. Cut it's Mike. <laughs> Sam, edit that out. <laughs> Close your calculator tab, Tony. <laughs> I don't have a tab. I use the calculator on my iPhone. <laughs> I really like the idea that it's not you actually just cutting the mic out, but it's it's Sam just condescendingly being like me 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 whenever Tony talks. <laughs> <laughs> just editing a, a long yeah. fart sound over Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Getting in legal trouble with peanuts for using the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. man. If somebody from the peanuts team is listening to our podcast, fucking we've made it. Hell yeah, like yeah, we fucking made it. <laughs> You guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much Downton Abbey happening. <laughs> <laughs>